We are legends. Welcome to We Are Legends, the unofficial podcast for DC Legends Mobile. I am Slow Beast, and with me, as always, is Hate Mail. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. First off, we have the one-year anniversary. Uh, we'd like to talk about some of the things that DC Legends has given to us on this anniversary. Uh, first, we had the 10 Void Scanner for 10 gold. Hero pack of 20 to 100 hero fragments for 1k, limited to 10 purchases. And the villain pack, 20 to 100 fragments for 1k, limited to 10 purchases. What, what were your thoughts on these uh, anniversary gifts from DC? The gifts themselves, I didn't think were terrible, even though the hero pack and the villain pack really weren't great for anyone who's been playing the game for a long time, because you likely have too many fragments of plenty of the characters and... I just didn't feel like it was a good gift for veteran players who hung around through all the ups and downs throughout the year. Um, the only reason to kind of get the pack was there was a glitch with Steppenwolf and the villain pack. So I did try yeah. my hand at that a few times. And then, as you know from our old World of Warcraft days, my luck on drops is horrendous. And I You got, are the unluckiest RNG guy ever. I got Bane, which anyone and everyone who's been playing has 8,000 shards of Bane. And then I got of Harley course. Quinn, which I already have enough to take her to legendary five a couple times over so i was pretty disappointed in my polls and stopped buying them at that point i uh i actually got in on this uh, i was a little upset that they gave us the 10 void scanner for 10 gold they could have just gave us the 10 void scanners i mean it is the anniversary um but i did buy one hero pack and one villain pack uh, i also did not get steppenwolf uh another po- a post that we want to discuss about from dmg inc who's the leader of Action Comics, and uh, he thinks the game's in trouble if there's not a big update soon, and his uh, teammates agree. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, and just for those of you who don't know who he is, he's uh, the leader of Action Comics, and they're almost, for the last 15 weeks or so, they've been the top alliance in the game, so a lot of them are the, the big spenders, and they play pretty heavily, and, you know, he, he posted on the official forums that, you know, he just, he's not pessimistic, but he's a little upset that the, you know, the people are leaving and that there hasn't been a big update in our alliance, the Court of Owls, which we're regularly a top 10 and we have some big players. We've lost a lot of people over the last couple of weeks. And I seem, it just seems like we've been seeing that more and more. And I know for myself and a lot of the people out there that we really expected, even if there wasn't a big you know, PVE content announcement or a drop, like officially, that we would get an announcement of, hey, this is coming in a month or two months or whatever it is. We're, we're all dying for that raid. And when you think about it, the only thing that's been added since this game has started is Red Alerts for PvE content. Lots of new characters and all that stuff's great, but after a year, you kind of hope that you would see some kind of something else new to do. Sure. I also wanted, we to, did. Mention, uh, sorry, I also wanted to mention that uh, one of the, a player who's got almost every Legendary 5, he wrote, he wrote a dissertation, and I literally mean a dissertation. It was 7,500 words. He posted it, a uh, Google Doc file, to the... Um, Reddit board and the official forums, and it was actually very well written. There was a lot of interesting things in there, and he just broke down what where he thinks the game is. He's optimistic about you know the future of the game, but he's a little concerned that we're losing some people that we may not ever be able to get back if they don't if they don't do something in the relative near future. 
I, you know, as someone who left the game and came back, I can actually attest to the fact that that ritual, that habit of opening up your phone and going straight to the uh, DC Legends to see the newest thing, uh, that is something once you break it, I could see how you know, it would be concerning that if people did leave, it'd be hard to bring them back. But uh, let's move on to some other changes. We had some changes to the Alliance missions. Um, now, instead of five, uh, three characters uh, for your Alliance uh rewards you have five characters to choose from um this week uh aquamoa is going to be worth plus five points to any alliance uh challenge that you complete uh some of the list is going to give you plus two and others will give you plus one so this absolutely changes uh the the amount of alliance shards that you're going to be receiving we don't know if there's a personal cap currently uh but we do know that there's a daily goal and it appears to be Thirty-one thousand two hundred. Yeah, you can get you can get thirty-one thousand two hundred of the alliance shard, which um, the alliance point, which looks like we believe that's the the top cap. I heard someone talk about it in one of the uh, the message boards. I haven't seen what the personal cap is. I'm assuming there is one, but it seems like it's very high. Um, the new alliance missions and the, the way they've restructured it, I think, is fantastic. You can actually get a ton of shards, even if you're not at a regular top ten, top one alliance. I actually think that the rewards for being in the top tiers is actually too low now in comparison. Because you figure even if you're the number one alliance, you're only getting 40,000 alliance points, which you can get over 30,000 as a team, not to mention what you're getting individually. So you're going to get more than 40,000 per day. So I, I hope they up those rewards. If they don't, it's not a big deal. Um, just getting, being able to get all these shards for characters that you like with these new PvP packs. Um, one other thing I want to mention too is that they do this. They have the three new packs. They're just like the PvP ones, where the 10,000 alliance points gets you 16 character shards. But in addition to that, you get gear drops, energy. Um, so it's actually extremely good. And the characters you actually get from these drop packs are a lot of the rarer ones. Even myself, that has you know gazillions of characters. I only have one character that's not legendary one. But there's only two characters in the packs that I don't need at all. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Having Wonder Woman Champion of the Amazons in a common pack is awesome. Um, so, that's good job on this front, Warner Brothers. Yeah, it seems to be a positive change. Uh, the community seems to be pretty happy about it. Um, I, and I do like the fact, like you said, that we have uh, some characters that you can't get anywhere. Um, or, well, not anywhere. They're just not, they're limited characters. Uh, it's a nice change. And uh, I believe they said that they're going to be changing those characters regularly. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be like PvP, where every month or every two to three months, we'll see those swap out. One thing I did notice was that the daily heroes that you can buy with shards that you can choose seem to be the old ones, so I'm not sure if they're going to um, update that. It doesn't appear. They didn't for Monday, so, or today's Monday, excuse me. So at the end of the day today, when the thing ends, they may change that, and we may even see new Alliance rewards at the end of today. So we're recording this Monday morning, so we haven't seen what that change will be. Oh, that'd be great if they could stay on top of that and give a, a variety. Uh, like you said, we're going to be getting lots of shards to spend, so it'd be nice to see a, a variety of characters to get with that. Um, and it sounds like with an update from uh, a post from the devs that possibly a PvP update coming soon? Yeah, they just hinted at that. It was in the one-year anniversary. It was the last sentence that says, we can't wait to share with you what we're working on the year ahead. Did someone mention PvP updates? So that's going to be a, a obvious welcome change. And one of the biggest complaints from myself and a lot of the other um, community members is once you have a slew of characters and you've geared out, 
almost seems like you're you're punished in PvP where you only get plus fives and defensive wins are pretty much worthless right now. So any kind of change that you know doesn't punish you for having a, a geared set of characters um, and then makes it a little more fair, I think across the board would be welcome. Or if they just add some kind of new PvP modes or something, uh, I, I think we're all ready for some kind of adjustments. Yeah, I mean, when you think about mobile gaming and you think about the community that we're in, I'm, I'm, I feel like PvP is probably pushing this community forward. So it's definitely something that I'd like to see them uh, do some work on and, and possible changes in the future uh, to help the community. To learn my teachings, I must first teach you how to learn. All right, let's get into some in-depth character analysis. Uh, this week you broke down Batman TDK as well as Aquamoa, and you've got some videos on YouTube of both of these characters. Uh, if you want to talk about, let's start with Batman TDK, uh, the Dark Knight. If you want to talk about the Legendary Order recommendation and what teams you like him with. I actually surprised myself. I pushed off gearing out TDK because I didn't think um, Batman the Dark Knight would be very good, but... I'm actually finding him to be extremely useful. Um, he shuts down Harley. He is great against Deathstroke, and he is a true tank. I mean, he's extremely hard to kill. And one other thing I noticed is I was—I've been running a bunch of teams with him, and then after running for a few days with him as my in, in my lineup, um, I suddenly had a bunch of defensive wins. So he must be doing pretty well in defense. I've rarely faced him um, when out playing, so I don't think a lot of people are using him much. But he seems to work pretty well, and he fits into most teams. Um, currently, I'm recommending for my legendary order two, one, three, four, five, and um, the really the only ones you, I feel like you really need are two and one and three. I actually didn't even take him to legendary four yet because I didn't feel like the other t- two were uh, great. But his uh, second ability, Equalizer, being able to stun the target if they're taunting, obviously against Harley, against Lobo, against Wonder Woman, um, Defender of Justice, those are all extremely useful. You're starting to see more Supermen to counter. Baby Lobo, so when he taunts, you can shut him down. And then the uh, the next one you definitely want is his first ability, the full armor beatdown. It'll give him 17% shield when he attacks, so um, just stacking up that shield so you're unkillable makes him extremely useful. And then his third ability, which you won't cast as often, but getting seven mends if you're in a tight battle, because I've had it where it's ended, and you'll see in some of the videos during this podcast, um, you'll see where it's just him and two, like, Deathstroke and maybe one other character, and he can whittle them down and actually win the match by himself. So he's, he's a lot better than I originally gave him credit for. All right, so Batman the Dark Knight gets a hate mail stamp of approval. I'm going to have to start working on gearing him out. He's really good, too, and when you do the tanky teams, if you're you know a, a free-to-play player or you, you, you don't have a huge roster, most of the time you're going to have Green Lantern. So he pairs well with him because he'll have shields immediately. And both him and Green Lantern are extremely difficult to kill. So I, I definitely think he's a, he's a good, well-rounded character. I'm surprised at how much I liked him. All right. And if you want to break down Aquamoa? Aquamoa I just started using, so I don't have a ton of um, comments on him. Right now, the Legendary Order, most people are recommending, and I agree with. I, you know, I took him to level 72. I played with him a lot yesterday and this morning. I'll play with him a lot more this week, so I'll probably have a bigger opinion on him next week. But um, right now, I'll go with his number five first. Getting the extra crit chance up um, from his ability is, is is definitely the first pick. The second one I'll go for is his, the order I would go is five, two, one, four, three. And his second ability, getting that crit damage plus seventy percent, 
that ability seems like it hits even harder than its flash zone a lot of times, even when you have a ton of crits. So it's one you tend to want to go to more often. Then I would definitely go with his Tang 10 so you can get the call assist from a random ally. So when he does critical strike, he'll get that call assist, which, which can be useful. Um, his fourth ability gives two agility ups to the first ally to take damage. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's fairly useful. And then the last ability um, decreases the cooldown of Splash Zone. I don't really see Splash Zone being that fantastic. Maybe it's just because I haven't used him enough. But um, I've been a little underwhelmed with him. Not that he's a bad character, but actually his biggest detriment is his speed. He's too fast, which in the old days you would have never said that. Yeah, but, I can't imagine that. But the problem is, is that you know half the teams you face out there are running Harley Quinn, and he goes before Wonder Woman DOJ, he goes before Terra, he goes before Batman the Dark Knight, he goes before anybody that would either remove buffs or nullify Harley. So and he doesn't have any self-buffing abilities, so when you cast his attack, if he misses, he gets nuked by Harley, sometimes killed if she gets lucky crits, or taken down to very little life. So he just doesn't survive. And because you're facing red heavy teams, another mystic that doesn't do anything but a lot of damage, um, I don't find particularly useful. I'm thinking that when Steppenwolf comes out, I just have a feeling that he may be a faster character. And I could be wrong if he's going to be a tanky character, but if he's faster and goes before Aquamala um, to apply some evasions down, he'll be great. But in this current meta, I don't know if I would uh, recommend gearing him out at this point. He does work well with... Um, I like him with the teams you want to run him with in some of the videos I've been watching of other people who use him and use him myself. I love him with a... Katana's great, because when she steals the buff, he gets the crits up. Uh, Dr. Fate works pretty well with him, just because he casts his self-buff with his shielding, keeps him alive. Mira gives her self-buff. Livewire's great with him. I don't have Cheetah geared, which I think that might be in my to-do list this month. Yeah, I like Cheetah. She's a great character, and I just there's always some other mystic I want to do. Um, but having the strength up buffs, plus you know he'll get the crit ups from her strength up's pretty good. Wonder Woman Champion, I think, will be good with him. Um, Ares works well, Vixen. And then a team I was experimenting with, you'll see in these videos, it's been really fun, is having Nightwing on the team. Because he self-buffs every time he attacks with his basic. And even whenever he does his primary, he'll do. His third ability, he'll buff up. So that helps buff Aquamoa pretty fast. Um, but so far, I mean, even when he's fully buffed, he doesn't do as much damage as I was hoping. So I'm not, I'm not real high on him. I know some others are, but I'm not. Okay, so overall, right now, we haven't made a decision on whether or not you approve of Aquamoa, but uh, it seems like you're going to want to grab those shards. Uh, anytime they're going to give you shards, you should probably take them. Uh, we never know what will happen in the future with his, his kit. It may rework him, or or even he may work better in a, a future meta. So I would recommend taking the, the shards if you can get them. Uh, you don't necessarily have to build him up or level him up yet, uh, although... If you are in an alliance, you do get plus five for having him on your team. So it's something you're going to have to consider. Um, and then we do have some video. Uh, some people, were unlike us, were lucky enough to get the Steppenwolf early. Yeah, um, Seek and Destroy, X Seek and Destroy, which you see him on Discord and Reddit. He had some videos up where he had um, gotten a couple shards of them enough to unlock them from the uh, anniversary event. So his animations look pretty cool. He looks like a neat character. I think I think he's going to have potential. So I'm, I'm a little high on Steppenwolf right now. Um, he won't shut down this current meta, but he will be good at anti-Harley and I think might open up some other comps. So we'll see what happens. Um, one other thing right. I wanted to mention too was uh, 
I don't know if anybody noticed, but Wonder Woman got a fix. She's like uh, Hal Jordan Green Lantern now. She misses with her Fury of Zeus. No longer strips the buffs. So I was a little disappointed in that. But you... So that really changes uh, Wonder Woman for you that you were so high on last week. I still really like her, and I use her in a lot of teams. It's just now you can't use her without having somebody to strip evasion. Or before I thought you could ditch Terra and ditch some of the other characters against Harley, but unfortunately, with her now, you can't. If you call me Elf one more time, you're an angry little elf. All right, it's time we talked about Deathstroke. We have some members of our alliance uh, who were using 16k teams to beat 30k plus teams what do you think about uh, the fact that you can plug Deathstroke in and basically use a bunch of undeveloped characters to rank up the leaderboard well there's been a lot of a lot of community topics that keep seeing thread after thread of you know should, should Deathstroke be nerfed is he too powerful and my honest opinion is that it does break the game um, to a certain point because you're able to, I mean, what prompted a lot of this was I saw on the top 100, the number three person was 11k team. There's a lot of arguments that he has other characters he could be using, but I have seen people use teams that are that weak and defeat extremely powerful teams. And I know for a fact that 16k teams can regularly win. Um, some of our alliance mates, Mutant Squirrel, World Bear, who goes by Star in Game, Neutralize and Jimmo supplied some videos. If you're watching the YouTube video version of this, or if you haven't, I would recommend checking into it and see see those videos. They intentionally keep their teams at level 60 and gear 10 because they gain. They're able to get plus 12 and plus 18 boards, and they can easily defeat them with these desperate teams. And I don't think that was how the game designers intended the game. One, it disincentivizes you to gear out your characters so plus money for them. But two. Um, you know, it kind of, it, it leaves a bad feeling in your mouth when you either you've been a longtime player and you've invested heavily into, you know, six to eight characters that have a core team, or if you're, you know, like the rest of the whales and you've invested a ton of money as well to having a big, deep, diverse roster. And then you look on your defense log and you see 16k teams beating your 29k team. Um, in the old days, that would have never happened. So, you know, if you were an 18k or less team facing the 23,000 teams, you know, we typically called you a hacker. So it, you know, it just wasn't possible before. And now you can be really anything in the game and any PVE content they release is going to be limited by this as well. Yeah. But I think you got to be careful. There's a thin line here because you don't want to make it pay to play, you know, pay to win. Uh, right now it's, you know, you, you, you do spend uh, your, your whale money on gearing out your characters. And I understand the frustration of having a PVP board of nothing but plus fives. Uh, when someone who didn't gear out their characters and doesn't have an ex- extensive uh, tune list to play with can, you know, get the plus 12, plus 18s to to gear, uh, level up in PvP. Uh, I, I don't think that just because you spent money on the game, you should have an unfair advantage. But I also see your, your point of uh, how frustrating it is when you see a board full of plus fives. Well, it's not even that. It's that, okay, if, you're, if you just started playing the game three months ago, and you really didn't have very many characters, and then you saw how great Deathstroke was, and then they did a bunch of sales, of course, to capitalize on that. You couldn't invest into one character, one character alone. And as long as you have Lobo, that's all you need. You don't need anything else. A brand new player to the game can 
compete for the top. You know, sure, the, the top but that spots. goes to that goes to the current meta more so than uh, the game being broken. I, I think that you know, obviously, uh, being someone who left the game in a previous state of the meta was the the arrows. As long as you had the two arrows, you could pretty much climb the boards until Reverse Flash came out. Uh, you could so climb the board, but you couldn't beat teams that were ten and fifteen thousand tiers stronger than your current your current team. I mean, with that team, investing in one character has never allowed you to completely shut down any other team. I mean, there's there's rare well, exceptions, and, and but to your point, you still need the you still need the resers, and the resers have to be at least uh, four star to get the res ability. Um, so, and of course, Lobo. I mean, that's just a whole nother. Well, I think Lobo's mainly the problem. I think without Lobo there, you wouldn't see this. Um, you wouldn't see nearly as much of an issue because Lobo can. Because the, I mean, part of it too is the AI is dumb. The AI wasn't quite sure. so dumb. Um, and I have noticed that the AI does seem to be attacking Deathstroke more. But still, I, I think longtime players and even new players are getting sick of just seeing it boards and boards of Deathstroke. I mean, the arrows were bad, and you always saw. Um, CAGA, Castaway Green Arrow, on most teams because he was so powerful. But this is this is taking it almost to the next level, which is just, it's, it's gotten annoying. And I think that a person who has either played a long time or invested a lot in the game, you can you can say pay to win, but even without pay to win, just people that have been playing a long time and geared out characters, to just have one character that can just completely shut down everything else, it just doesn't make sense. They need to... Um, yeah, I, an idea I had for, because we didn't have any counter characters come out, an idea I had for a counter character I thought would be fun um, and neat would be if you had a character that gained buffs every time an enemy died. So against non-Lobo teams, or non-Resing teams, I don't think that would, it wouldn't be overpowered at all because they would only get buffed three times. But then sure. they could get super, you know... If they're super buffed against the Lobo or the, the current meta, it would, it would definitely make people reconsider bringing uh, Lobo and, you know, Swamp Thing... Grundy and uh... yeah, I think it would just shake it up. Well, that is one thing I am excited about this uh, these alliance missions is you're going to see people like next week. Tomorrow's the PvP series. I think it was Aquamoa and a few other people that will give you extra points. You're going to see those fill the PvP board. So you're yeah, I'm excited for that. I think that'll that'll help a lot, especially with these alliances making the big push. And you're going to want to put you know I don't think it really changed the PvP board much. Whenever you only had three characters and you only had to put one in the lineup, it didn't do you any justice to put all three of the characters in the lineup but now when you have you know the six characters to choose from uh you're definitely going to want to put as many as you can in your lineup to try to get as many points as you can for your alliance so i can i can absolutely see that change in the pvp board and i, I don't know if the devs intended that that way i, I think they oh well, i hope they did because that um either way it's a, it's a positive consequence to it so that'd be fun to see you know just face new teams um or you know I think you're the one who mentioned to me before when we were talking offline that uh, just having, if they, instead of just nerfing Deathstroke to the ground, which you know you saw happen with Castaway Green Arrow to a certain point, um, yeah. just have uh, him limited to three deaths. So, right. So no matter if you have Lobo on the opposing on your team, uh, no matter how many times he dies, you only get the buff one time. So that that would actually not completely get rid of. Deathstroke and, and just completely ruin him, but it would make it so that he's not going to have these ridiculous buffs where he gets the buff over and over again. Well, it doesn't even have to be one time per character. It could just be a maximum of three times they could put in his passive, which I've seen those a maximum of two times for an ability like with Cyborg Superman, his next two abilities don't miss. 
say for the next three deaths. So that way Lobo could die three times, so he'd still serve the purpose of being a meat sure. shield. But, you know, but then that, after that, he's no longer buffing. And Death Star is still yeah. pretty, pretty crazy, yeah, even at anyway, three. Yeah, any way you look at it, uh, that would be a great, in my opinion, a great fix to Deathstroke without just completely ruining his kit. Um, uh, as far as uh, a great defense against Deathstroke... Uh, yeah, there was a, a guy in our alliance who had a bleed team, and uh, Percy Lurcy took his strongest Deathstroke team and faced off against it. And um, it was a cheetah lead with Aquaman, regular Aquaman, not Aquamoa, um, Siren, and... Uh, Dr. Poison, and that shut down a res team completely. And That's nice. Yeah, so I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> I also noticed when Batman TDK does seem to do a pretty good job, like I mentioned before, I actually, for the first time in eons, I had a board filled with defensive wins. I think my team was Superman, Dr. Fate, um, I want to say Batman TDK, and um, MJ, and um, MJ Harley Quinn. And surprisingly, that team held up really well. Superman himself deters a lot of the, the Lobos, the very the baby Lobo teams, mm-hmm. um, because he will target him because he's uh, the affinity advantage. And then having Doctor Fate, ever since that fix, he does massive damage. Um, if you haven't played with him since the stealth update, um, he's he's doing some great damage. Uh, he's actually yeah, I'm trying to level him out. I never had him leveled out before I left, and I'm I'm slowly hitting his his uh, heroic node to try to get shards so I'm, I'm slowly getting there i've actually been um using katana a lot against uh, against um Deathstroke teams that don't have harley because she can just steal all his uh, immunity yeah you, you mentioned you mentioned that and i yeah, i believe you sent me a video with it and uh, i've started throwing katana on my teams as well uh just to speak to where i'm at um i i've been back for over a week now and i've actually climbed the the pvp ranking sort of point where i'm um I'm starting to run into the teams that uh, the, the Deathstroke Lobo, and I, I feel that the headache that people have with the Deathstroke Lobo combo and uh, trying to avoid those teams. Um, but I have I have attempted to try to beat some of them, like you said, with uh, Katana and and some of the bleed characters. Uh, Cheetah, I, I like Cheetah a lot, and it, it's it's definitely a, a headache. I can see why people are so upset with it and, and why people would want to quit the game. But you do know, Deathstroke is one of my favorite DC characters. Yeah, and I don't think on um, uh, fighting him isn't nearly as bad as him being able to be, him being able to beat teams that they shouldn't be able to beat. I think that right. it's more of the crux of the problem. And I'm hoping that sure. uh, and I just they don't seem like they've released very many characters that made a big difference, but I do think having Superman in these new alliance packs, um, he is one of the keys to having a defensive uh, a team that can defend against the Baby Lobo teams. So I think once we see more him more frequently, we might see some of the less of those teams. So I am optimistic that that might help fix some of the problems. So cool. it's so you think that if uh, they fix Lobo, that would fix the whole Deathstroke issue? Um, yeah, but I don't know a good way to do it. Um, because he would his percentage to revive would need to be tied to his his overall team, like his overall power ranking, and I, I don't think the game has a system in place. So I think anti-res characters being released is really the only way that I see it being that w- fixed. That would be interesting. What? Uh, how would an anti-res... Well, you, you already have them. With Dr. Fate does it, Superman does it, um, and Dr. Poison does it. But the problem is, is that those three characters aren't super readily available, and Dr. Fate's a little on the slow side. Superman goes before Lobo attacks, so if you have like a Harley Quinn on your team, 
the counterattack will kill him. I actually don't recommend running Harley Quinn on your team if you're facing a baby Lobo team anyway, um, for that reason, especially if you don't have Superman. But, uh, you know, just have possibly an AoE anti-res or, you know, just more, more readily availability to the existing ones we have, I think will help fix the problem. All right, so... Next week's topics, we're going to be talking about Steppenwolf. Hopefully he'll be out and we'll have him all geared up and be able to analyze and recommend or not recommend Steppenwolf as a character that you need to work on. Uh, I'd like to invite everyone to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash legends. We have a list there of different things you can receive as a donor. And one other thing to mention on that Patreon um, website, we, the tiers we have listed are um, if you donate a certain amount, and that's per episode, and we're only going to include the four episodes that we do per month. So we plan to release this weekly. Um, we won't include any other content that we release on that page as part of the patron charge. So, and in those Q and A episodes, we have tiers where you can actually call in live if you want to be on the podcast, or you can just send in your questions, and then we'll do our best to have answers for you. Um, one other thing to mention for next week's topic, we're going to have a deer farming guide as well. We've been working on that for a while, and I know we mentioned we were going to do that for this episode. Um, but we're still compiling more data. Next time, we're going to give you the best opinions from all the best players out there, um, what the the best options are for both free-to-play and you know, pay-to-win players. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. We had a lot of questions come in asking us about the gear farming, and some people just didn't quite understand what we were trying to say. So I think the best way to break it down is uh, as free-to-play players, uh, usually save up all your gems for the weekend event where they have all of the different types of events available the special events uh, and use your gems to refresh those to get all the gear the legendary essence what am i forgetting your legendary essence and uh, oh your your blue hopes yeah <laughs> uh, so is it better to save up and 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 get the the gear for your characters during that event or is it better during the week to refresh the individual uh, campaign, the PVE nodes, because it's only uh, 25 gems to refresh it. You can well, that's get, on Heroic. On the, where it, on the regular, yeah, you can just buy uh, energy and keep hitting the, hero, the regular uh, over and over again and get your green essence as well as your gear for your characters. So that, that was the basic gist of what we're trying to break down which one is more effective not to mention that but even on the um, gear farming if node one one three and five is better than two and four um so sure. we broke down a ton of those numbers right so, so we can actually get into the numbers and see okay well whenever you're you're doing your gear farming you're looking for a specific piece of gear is it better to go to this node and do that one over and over again or go to uh, a different node. And that's, that just comes down to you're, you're doing it over and over again and collecting the data. And we have people in our, our guild that are, or our alliance rather that are doing it for us as well and giving us their data so that we can get compile as much data as we can to give you an accurate picture of what is going to be the best. So thank them for their help on that and you as well. And we also want to ask you all to on iTunes, Google play, wherever you're listening to this podcast, get your, um, Please rate us, even if it's a negative review. All review helps. You can tell us how fat and ugly we are. Um, <laughs> very fat, very ugly. And on the Discord channel for the Reddit universe. Yes, I, ask hate mail. We at, there was a new section added since Doombox um, isn't playing the game as much as he was before, and he's got some other games that he's been building Discord server and Reddit boards for. Um, 
So I took over for him. So if you have questions on there, feel free to go on there, and I'll do my best to answer them as fast as possible. And there's plenty of other great players that go in and answer questions as well. If you're listening to this outside of YouTube, make sure you check out the YouTube version. Um, you can see examples of everything we talked about. I should have that up um, usually just a little bit after this podcast drops into all the audio format. And you can find the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash or slash C slash hate mail. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you. We are legends.